Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hey, Kristen. Happy midsummer. Oh my God, it's flying by. It's flying. <laughs> I'm, but I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> I was going to say, I am loving this summer. Me too. It's been a it good just, one. It feels like for some reason, I don't... There's a bunch of things. It just feels like one of those summers when I was like a little kid. I'm feeling so nostalgic. Hmm. One of them, one of the biggest reasons is... There is an insane amount of lightning bugs here this year. Mm. And we'll be gardening at night because it gets dark out at like 930. It's like the perfect time for all the lightning bugs. And they are everywhere. And I just remember being a little kid and being like, okay, time to go outside and catch the lightning bugs. Yeah. And it just feels awesome. And I just want to literally bottle up summer. I feel like what? Like 10 years ago, there was like an encephalitis breakout. Did mosquitoes give that? Yeah. I think. I don't know. I feel that like sounds that was... correct. Anyway, I remember them spraying. Like I remember going outside, like at least in the tri-state area, right? That they were spraying for like a summer. And I remember it would smell weird outside. And ever since then, I feel like the lightning bugs have been very sparse in my area. But you're right. Like, I've been seeing them increasingly. Like, I feel like that wiped them out. (laughs) Like, it it wiped out mosquitoes, but it wasn't only mosquitoes. But you're right. When we were younger, I feel like I just remember humid, humid summers and, like, billions of of lightning bugs. Well, there's a a whole thing about how they're decreasing in population. And just for some reason... They just seem to all be here in East Lansing, Michigan. And I don't know what it is. Maybe they're escaping Area 51. They could be. And they're <laughs> what just is the whole con- drama about Area 51? They're supposed to be aliens. I know, but isn't that old news? It's like way old news. Yeah. So, oh, oh, yeah. So like apparently there's, you know, people who are going to storm it. And like oh, then the government was like, oh, yeah, we're going to you don't storm it. And then people were like, <laughs> uh, OK. It's just Strange. it's so it's like literally the you know, lamest of lame news on okay. News Central. <laughs> I had um, a feeling, but I just wanted to check with you because you're usually so in tune with stuff. Yeah, yeah. no, it was just silly people being silly. <laughs> and the government overreacting to the silly people. Nice. So here's the thing. I'm going to talk to you guys today about summer scrapbooking, summer crafting, summer memory keeping, all of that cool stuff that we love so much. And I am going to start out talking about how you can deep dive into anything and find stories of your life. Nice. So I have been shopping on Amazon because it's Prime Day. Sure. And buying just a lot of things. Like not an unreasonable amount of things because I don't really buy a lot of things generally. Mm-hmm. But I really like Prime Day. I know, you know, we can boycott Amazon. Fine. They should pay their people more money. Absolutely. Jeff Bezos should not have as much money as he does. Yes. Let's tax Amazon. Agreed. 
but I don't drive. I don't leave my house. Amazon brings me things to my house in two days. So <laughs> that's where I'm going to buy my stuff. And on Prime Day, they give me a lot of things for a lot less money. So my poor mailman is going to hate me on, <laughs> on Thursday. So I was thinking last night, oh, man, I need to make at least a scrapbook page about all the things I bought on Amazon Prime Day because they tell so much of a story of who I am. Interesting. Yeah. So let me tell you about the things I bought. First thing I bought was an Apple Watch. Ooh. I've been wanting an Apple Watch since Megan got one. Because <laughs> Which was? Years ago? No, she got one, I think, about 14 months ago. And then she was here for Awesome Ladies Live. And she's like, here's all the cool things that I'm doing with it. And I'm like, I'm so jealous. <laughs> she talks okay. about how she completes her rings when she does her exercises. And I'm like, I want to complete rings too. <laughs> and my migraine app on my phone has a watch compatible app. Mm-hmm. So I've been wanting one forever. And it was $130 off yesterday. Nice. So I was like, all right, this is my Awesome Ladies Live present. Yeah. So it'll get here after Awesome Ladies Live, and it'll be my present to myself. Cool. Apple Watch. And then I was like, "Um, you know, maybe I don't even need anything else. But as I was writing yesterday, I also procrastinated. Happens. As one does when writes, you know? (laughs) When one writes. And then I was going back and checking the lightning deals, and, you know, they have that little button arts crafts sewing Mm. go down the rabbit hole (laughs) what else can i get here and i found some cool things that i can add to one of the awesome ladies live workshops and then i found another thing oh this is great because i was going to go to michael's and get them tomorrow after jeff got off of work and then i saved myself like literally 50 dollars and time i know they're gonna bring it right to my house my poor mailman. He's adorable, though. Like, he literally reminds me of, like, Aziz Ansari. And then he wears one of those, like, safari mailman hats. Nice. It's just really super cute. Um, and then I got things, like, that were super me. Like, in the most nerdy way possible. I got an industrial hole punch. Nice. Because everyone needs a hole punch. If you've seen yes. my mini albums, need a hole punch. Need a hole punch that'll go through chipboard, that'll go yep. through cardstock. Sure. I got clipboards in rainbow colors so that I can organize all of my things. Nice. The pink one will be for awesome ladies. The orange one will be for crafty ass female. The yellow one, I don't know. All of the possibilities. The possibilities yeah. are endless. <laughs> yeah. I need a good clipboard. I think I need the kind that you clip stuff on the front, but then it opens and you can put papers in there. Ooh. I think I've seen one of those. If not, t- another TM for crafting email. No, I've seen them. But um, for teaching, I need that because I need the most important thing on top, but then I always store stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I have like 20 clipboards because everything needs to be on top. Yeah, I hear you. Because if it's not on top, then you can't see it. I mean, if, you know, it's there if it's in the right pile. But I feel like if we did another Crafty Ass Madness episode and, like, narrowed down our favorite supplies, clipboards would be on the list this time. Um, 
I can't live without clipboards. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who have ever seen any of my stuff, if you come to my house, I have, I literally use like eight clipboards right now. Uh, we're going to have clipboards at Awesome Ladies Live. That's, uh, everyone's getting a clipboard because I'm obsessed with clipboards. I just ordered six more clipboards. See? Wow. It's like getting older and wiser at crafting and organizing. I I know. (laughs) Clipboards made the way. What else did you get? I'm sorry. I was going to say, I always thought that maybe I would grow up or grow out of loving going to the office supply store. Like, you know, going to like Staples with my mom when I was 12, like, she was going to go to Staples. I would love to go to Staples with you. I yeah. thought that maybe I would, like, grow out of that, or maybe I was just weird, yeah. or maybe I just wanted to spend time with my mom. Yeah. No, I just like office supplies. <laughs> I feel like Home Depot is that for guys. It Totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what else did you get? I got twinkle lights. I got, like, lights for the um, the secret garden area. Nice. That are, like, the... Um, the big old-fashioned bulb kinds that you have in, like, uh, like if you owned, like, a cafe or you have, nice. like, one of those tent wedding things. you got to be careful, though. My mom has them, and they're very fragile. Like, you touch it, and they're like, click. <laughs> they pop and explode. The big bulb ones. Like yeah. That. I will be unless very careful you got, with them. Unless you got a better brand. But the ones my mom got, my sister. I got, I got the super high-rated ones on Amazon. All right, so maybe they're better, but. Hopefully they will be. I will be very careful with them. Yes. Um, they're going to go up in the secret garden. We got two strands of those. Nice. I also got Lisa's book. I pre-ordered nice. Lisa's book. Nice. I also pre-ordered another book by Gia Talentino, who writes for The New Yorker. And I don't even remember what it's about. All I remember was that I wanted to pre-order it a while ago. And there was a book coupon for Amazon for $5 off 15 And Lisa's book was only $13.49. So I needed another book. So I was like, oh, I wanted this other book. Yeah. So I'll just add that to the cart too. Yeah. Cool. So books by women. <laughs> Twinkle Lights. Industrial Hole Punch. Because that's definitely who I am. Yeah. And like, honestly, weapon of choice. Industrial Hole Punch. Yeah. If I was, you know, if it was Clue and it was Kristen did it in the art studio <laughs> with the industrial hole punch. Yeah. That sounds about right, guys. That does. I mean, Tracy Fox made a Cards Against Humanity spinoff. We could probably do a Crafty S Female Clue spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cute. Very cute. TM. Good TM. ideas. Good ideas. Um, just flying out. <laughs> we said it first. Yeah. But what's great about what you're saying is like kind of ties into this episode, like a midsummer crafting episode. Our summer crafting one from a few weeks ago got a lot of traction, a lot of buzz. People love when we talk about crafts, apparently. I don't know what would give them that idea that we would do that on the show. But anyway, so I love that we're kind of revisiting this and taking it to the next level and being that like, I don't know, I just feel like what you're saying is all this stuff is just like igniting the fire again. Right? Yeah, and, and it's, it's who you are. Yeah. Right. It can, it kind of is the story of who you are just from, like, the supplies that ignites your fire. Totally. Yeah, like, you, if you have $100 to spend, what are you going to spend it on? That's yeah. going to tell you the story of who you are. I love that. I if love you, that. You, and then, right, like, when you make choices, those choices tell you who you are. You know, you are an accumulation of all the choices you've made up until this point. 
And so me sitting down at Amazon and going to Amazon.com 15 times yesterday and choosing twinkle lights and books and rainbow clipboards and felt, those are all, each of those different things tells a story about who I am. And then in turn, when it comes to crafting, you right. can use that information exactly. to craft your story. Yeah. Right. And so, like, one of the big things that I've been doing for the last year that has made an immense difference in my crafting is my daily pages. And it's because having a creative routine means that you're working your creative muscles. You've been doing it for a little over a year, you said? Yeah, I started that middle of June last year. Okay. And then it worked its way into Awesome Ladies Live. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And once I started doing it for more than six months, once I started making it part of a routine, once I started it being a habit, it went from being this small thing that I did in the mornings to a way that I learned to find out more about my creative self. And I use that as practice. And I think what one of the things that we need to do as creative people, as women who want to hone our creative selves, is practice our creativity and practice our creative art. And my daily pages gives me a place to put that practice. I know I've talked about this before, just like someone, like a musician would play scales every day. Yeah. This is a way that I go to my desk and I play with paper or I play with stamps or I do something that has my hands busy and has my brain busy working on the same thing. Yeah. And, and I think that's super important. The, the connection between doing something with your hands and having your brain think about the same thing. Because the parts of your brain that are working on your creative thoughts while you're making something creative is what you want to grow that's your creative brain Uh, yeah i've been thinking just a little sidebar and then we can re-steer back what you're saying but like i've been thinking a lot about that like what's on your mind versus or in in conjunction with what you're doing with your hands like i've been noticing a lot lately like when i wake up feeling anxious I'll turn to my boyfriend and like rub his back because the rubbing is like soothing to me and what I'm doing with my hands is helping what's happening in my mind. I don't know if that's the same thing, but I've been thinking it about it. It absolutely is. Right, like mind, hands, like working together to work out stuff. Yes, whenever yeah, you're like, like oh, there's a huge connection between anxiety, your thoughts, and doing things with your hands. Yeah. That's why... A lot of people who have anxiety, you know, bite their nails or Mm -hmm. pick their skin or literally just fidget. Mm -hmm. That's why they invented the fidget spinner. Right. And so if you want to grow your creativity, if you want to grow your art, if you want to grow as an artist, you need to practice. And I found that I was struggling with creating layouts or mini book pages when that's all that I was trying to do. And that like, makes sense. Yeah, and and maybe let me let me make a sports analogy. Like if I was only going to games and only playing at games and like the coach put me in and I didn't ever go to practice, 
I wouldn't know what was going on. And like, because I knew how to play, let's say it was soccer, because I knew how to play soccer, I could, you know, eventually figure it out and, you know, participate and make something at the end. But if I had been to each practice and I had been working on my skills and I you know, knew what was going on, my muscles would be in the right place. My head would be in the right place so that when it came time for game time, I could just, you know, hit the ground running. That's a brilliant analogy because I think that's been my problem too. I feel like now that's, I, I had mentioned in the survival episode with like teaching being done and the summer crafting episode from a few weeks ago of like knowing summer was coming. I was like, I'm going to catch up on all this, all this project, my project life album and all these crafts that have been on the back burner. And I haven't been able to jump in. And I think that's why it's because I'm trying to show up for the game because I know that I can do this already. Like, oh, I've crafted before and let me just jump into the game to play in the analogy, but I'm not doing enough play slash yes. practice. And I think You need that's to warm I'm, up. Yeah, I think you that's why You need to do I'm your so stretches excited. before you run. Yeah, I think that's why I'm so excited about Awesome Ladies coming up. When we're recording this, it's the few days before the weekend when this is going live, it just ended which is why we'll do next week's episode. But being that this is before Awesome Ladies and we're recording this, that's why I'm excited for Awesome Ladies. I need that warm-up time and play space and the permission and the actual assigning of the time. Yes, it's like boot camp, like training camp. Yeah, yes. You're right. That's a great analogy. Thank you. <laughs> that's how I feel. Um, <sighs> and so this is why I have my practice. It's because I can go to my desk and, you know, quote unquote, just play. Yeah. And, you know, it's similar to why we let, you know, toddlers literally just play. Because that's how they learn. Yeah. You know, you give kids blocks with alphabets on them so that they know what letters look like. So that they can understand what shapes feel like. So that they can do the basic things so that they can learn the other things. You get to just play because just playing with techniques, just playing with supplies, just playing literally connecting your brain to your hands is going to make it easier for you to do what you want to do later on in a layout, in an art journal, in a mini book, in a project life, however you want to craft later on when you want to quote unquote do it for real, you will have practiced. Yeah. And it's so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun to just be like, okay, I have five minutes to do whatever I want in this little book. I can pull out my new Kelly Perky stamps and just stamp, stamp, stamp. Which is great because then I'm using my stamps for the first time because sometimes when you use stamps for the first time, they can have that little film on the top of them and they can be muddled. So you don't have to use the stamp for the first time on a layout that you care about. Mm -hmm. And you can practice using your stamps. Um, and especially Kelly's stamps. Kelly makes amazing stamps that are intricate. And sometimes they have a stamp that goes inside of another stamp. And so if you stamp like the outline in black and then the inside stamps in colors, you want to practice that a few times right. before you do it on a layout. Do that in your daily pages book. I do that in my daily pages book all the time. I'm practicing. Yeah. And that's, it's so worthwhile. It's not a waste of your time by any means it has changed the way that i craft it has changed the way that i feel as an artist i have never felt 
more like a creative artist in my life more than when I've created this ritual for myself. Interesting. And you know what? I think that's what I've been hung up to on too is I've lost a little bit the mojo of feeling like I'm doing this because part of my identity is being a creative artist. And I used to, every time I sat down to craft, that's what was, that's what was flowing through my veins. And lately it's been feeling like, let me do this. Let me tackle this work. Like it, it has been feeling more of like a, this is something on my to-do list that I've been meaning to get to as opposed to this like flux of like my creative artistic nature, which I, I think is because I haven't, like we were saying, like gave myself time to play. I also think I've been doing the thing that my brain does of like putting a lot of self-imposed rules on it when it doesn't necessarily, when they don't necessarily need to be there. Like I'm saying, oh, I started a nine by 12 album. So you better keep working in it. Like as opposed to saying, that's not motivating me at the moment. How can I do something else and work it in? So like, I feel like Awesome Ladies is going to help in that way too, because I'm going to be in a space of crafting with whatever's in front of me. Like I'm looking forward to getting whatever you put in front of me and and playing like you know what I mean and then and then not saying it has to be in this or it doesn't have to be in this or it should look like that it's just going to be play but I do have to print my photos and that's been another problem too where like I feel like when I was weekly or bi-weekly memory keeping I was good at the printing photos flow and I've just been getting in a lot of trouble lately with like wanting to print everything from the past four months that I need to catch up in because it feels important this part of my story because of the boyfriend coming into the picture and all these beautiful memories that I want to nail down but it's also becoming overwhelming because there's so much so I think I'm just gonna take that rule out say you have to do everything and just pick like the top 20 photos and bring them with me this weekend you know like instead of the hundred. So I've been trying to tackle those problems that have been coming up. And I think awesome ladies will help, but we'll check in next week with how it did. But I think that's been a lot of the problem. Those, all those things rolled in. Yeah. And I think, especially when it comes to memory keeping, we feel like we need to capture because photos are involved. We feel like we need to tell the story of every photo right when we can tell like stories think of stories as literally as big or as small as you want them to yeah like you can make one scrapbook page and be like new boyfriend yeah or you can make a hundred scrapbook pages and be like here are all the things that we did. Yeah. You can do anything in between. Like, you could start now and say, this is our first summer. Yeah. And I think, too, like, I've been trying to, again, expand my mind outside of this narrow stream box that I've put memory keeping in or crafting in or whatever. I feel like I've been doing a lot of self-imposed, like, restrictions. And I've been trying to open my mind. And I was like, oh, I have a blog. Like, I could always put those stories on there. Absolutely. A little bit by little. Like, I've been trying, right? I've been trying to use all the tools at my disposal because I've been negating a lot of the digital stuff. And I think it's because I've been like, oh, away from social media, let me break free. But, like, 
this weekend, this past few days, I've been making story highlights on my Instagram feed, which I haven't done, but like I, it, it kind of liberated it for me a little bit because I put like a, a me and him highlight story. So now I feel like some of those stories are on there. I don't have to put them in my album. And then I've been trying to incorporate the bigger things I want to write onto the blog. So I've set up a few drafts of posts of like when we walked his dog in the park. So that story will be there. Like I've been trying to limit what I need to print craft around, you know? So I've been trying to see like what really can I play with? Where does my memory keeping passion lie? And that's always changing right we talk about that so that i have my nine by eight album that if i wanted to tell a story in there i could do but i also have my blog where like i could upload a few photos easily and do it there and i also yes. have my instagram where like the raw videos that are you know that i couldn't put anywhere else will go there so like i've been trying to make it easier on myself and i think that's kind of what i've been finding is working and then that makes me think of like our One Little Words, which was such a major episode and kind of how that ties into crafting. And now it's like a mid-year check-in and kind of where we are with our One Little Words. And uh, so that's been been interesting to think and kind of work into. Like I recently wrote um, a blog post called How Wonderfully You've Grown. And I it's been about like me thinking about this year, July, and me compared to last year, July, and just the like monumental growth. I'll link those to that post in the show notes but in tying with this episode like something I really kind of stressed in it was how a year ago I was really thinking way too much about my social media presence like what to share what to share do I have to share like what are you going to share and that in the same way of like my crafting presence like how are you going to let people know like you're still a crafter and what are you going to craft and, da, da, da. and it shifted like a year later just to being like I took a, like this big break from social media and do I need to go back? And if I go back, how could it look? And kind of how I just was talking about, it'll just be for memory keeping purposes and like these raw videos that I have a place to share. But also crafting too, like why share what I craft? Like it can just be for me and I can do it in these. So I've just been fine, like found for me as far as crafting goes. I've been, that's been where my word is kind of like my focus has been because I feel like I found myself and that was a big intention of the word. And I found this great guy. And that was a big intention of the word. And I found a grip on like my anxiety. And that was a big intention of the word. And like, so now it's more like, I love this thing that we started this podcast doing. And that is a part of our identity. How am I going to find where it's going to be best, you know, used and executed? And I think Awesome Ladies is a great like segue into that exploration of that question. Yeah, I think so, too. And you've and been projecting left and right. I have. I think, I think Morning Pages is like your little projecting project, well, kind of. I've been working on a bunch of different things that I thought would be... So it's really interesting with one little word. The words that I think are going to be loud words are usually soft words, and the words that I think are going to be soft words are loud words. Mm-hmm. And so I picked project because I thought I needed to be more vocal. Mm -hmm. And I do. But I thought I would be doing it in more bold and declarative ways. And I'm not. And that's okay. I'm doing it in ways that I figured out that I want instead of 
what I thought that I want. And mm. I know that doesn't make any sense. So let me explain. I'm redoing the entire Awesome Ladies website. Nice. That's what I'm working on in August slash as soon as Awesome Ladies Live is over. Nice. I haven't really talked about I haven't talked about this publicly yet. Um, it's one of been one of my big goals forever is to have a central social website where scrapbookers can come to upload their projects, to tell their stories, to have a legit Facebook alternative, because I am really sick and tired of the privacy violations of Facebook, especially when it comes to uploading pictures of your family, of yourself, of the stories that you take. Like, the stuff that we scrapbook about, our stories, our lives, it's very personal, it's very private stuff, and putting it on Facebook scares the hell out of me. So I think it's incredibly important to have an alternative place that we can go where we can share our things, that we don't need to be scared that some multinational corporate conglomerate is going to sell our data and use it for God knows what. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm working on. And like that's my biggest project project. I feel like you're projecting, I feel like what you're saying is instead of outpouring vocally what you want to project, like messages you want to project, like you've been so good lately at streamlining your messages and streamlining your intentions that then you're able to like make quick intentional choices that then project that message. So it's like a personal projection. Oh, Um, you put that really, you put that really well. Yeah, like, but that's that I can sense that that's how it's manifesting for you, which is so interesting because then it's going to gear you up to project vocally. But it's interesting how that didn't come first, how personal stuff had to come first. Right. Right. And like at the same time, I've been doing things and like coping with my fear of being seen. We talked about feminism on the show. We talked about abortion on the show. We talked about a lot of scary things on the show. And, like, that's definitely part of it, mm-hmm. but it's not the big stuff. The big stuff is about really honing down what is it that I want to tell the world. And need from the world. Like, before this, we started recording, you were telling me about getting ready for Awesome Ladies, having the moms come, and, like, boundary work, which is <sighs> even a way to project, too. So yeah, share so that with us. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I don't think my mom or my mother-in-law listen to the show. My mom listens to the show sometimes, but, like, honestly, I don't think she ever gets 30 minutes in. <laughs> I'm also not going to say anything bad about them. Sure. Um, because they're both coming to help you with awesome ladies. That's the whole. Right. So right. Jeff's mom texted me a while back and said, do you think, would you like me to come and help you for Awesome Ladies Live? And also, do you think your mom would like to come as well? My first thought was No. <laughs> I don't think, uh, because honestly, I didn't think that they could be helpful. Right. Just be- more of a distraction for you. Right. It would just be more people who have not been here. And there's so much going on that having people who have not been here before. And like, especially people who would be like, I don't see that often. Like, I, I mean, I literally just saw my mom, but I don't see my mom that often. 
Um, and I didn't know I was going to be seeing my mom, so that was like a total fluke thing. It is like having guests on top of me having to plan this and execute this event. And so, like, the helpfulness aspect, like, I, I honestly, I would love to have seen them. I, like, I would have loved to for them to come a different weekend. Yeah. But I did not honestly think that they would have been helpful. So my first thought was to be like, no. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to Jeff. No offense, but no. <laughs> and I'm, he was like, I really think that they, uh, that, that my mom just wants to come and see how this, you know, everything works. And, like, really, she just wants the help. And, like, you know, she can clean the house. She can do some help with the cooking on Friday night. You know, if you guys, if you need some help with the kits, you know, that's what, that's what they can do. And I was like, he's like, I will make sure that they do not stress you out or give you any anxiety at all whatsoever. I will take care of this part. And I was like, fine. If you're willing to take care of all of the stress of mothers, (laughs) I will accept that they are going to come this time. And if it does not work out, then it won't happen again. Sure. If it does work out and they're really helpful on Friday night and on like they're coming Thursday the day before, if it's really helpful to have them here because they want to, you know, wipe down the wine glasses because the wine glasses get dusty because right. we don't drink. Right. Uh, if they want to put up the curtains that I'm getting, if they want to put up the lights that I'm getting, like if they want to do things that are helpful because they want to be here and that's helpful and not stress me out, Awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how likely that is to happen. Okay. Because I know them well. <laughs> they're just, for me, they're stressful people to be around. Sure. I'm also a person, I'm an introvert. So having extra people around for two extra days is stressful for me. Also, just having my mom around. It's stressful for me. I hear you. And so my mom called yesterday and she did that thing where she was like, oh, I meant to text you, but I pressed the call button instead. And I'm like, I don't think you're that old. (laughs) But, you know, that's what that's what she said. And so we we had a phone conversation. And right before I was about to get off, she was like, oh, yeah, one more thing. And I was like, "Okay, what? And she's like, uh, you know. What, what should I, I get, what should I get, what should I get uh, Marcy for renting the car? Because, you know, I have to get her something because it's, you know, and I was like, no, 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 no. Nope. Nope. Not me. You ask Jeff. I was like, this whole trip was not my idea. I can't take any more of the added stress any on this. I can't have any of this on my to-do list. If I think about this too much, I will get too stressed out. So you ask Jeff and he'll have a really good answer for you. And... I'm excited to see you. What a way to project. Good job. And my mom was like, oh, okay. She's like, oh, but you are excited that I'm coming, right? And I was like, it is a very stressful thing to have you and Marcy also coming. Good. And she's like, oh, okay. I understand that. And I'm like, I'm always happy to see you. Good. And you know what I feel like you did? You did that. I, I, I don't know where I heard this from, but I always remember this. By saying you, by not saying you coming or stressing and pointing the finger at the you, by saying I feel stressed, it's like you're not putting it on anyone. You're just communicating like the, 
the state of affairs. Right. And, and it's uh, up to them exactly. to make the adjustments. Right. Because it, it's, not, it's not that... It's not necessarily that... I mean, it is that they are coming that's stressing me out because it's two moms coming to the house. Like, it's just a stressful situation. Right. You're making it situational. You're not making it personal. Right. It's not even that it's, like, literally Chris, my mom, and Marcy, Jeff's mom, the people... Right. It's two moms. Like, yeah. it could be anyone's two moms. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it would be, like, a little bit stressful. Also, you I know, you. my to-do list isn't endless, and half of it is clean my house. But I think just, like, sure, of course. But, like, that's expected. And, like, as an older mom, like, you know that's what you're dealing with. But, like, the fact that you just projected the state of affairs, I think it was, like, the best way you could have ever went. Because I know, like, you, like me, would understate our stress level and accommodate everyone cut like that would be my mo and i've been learning the opposite of that too like you just have to communicate right boundaries and then we went out for sushi yesterday went out for dinner last night because too many dishes yeah too many yeah too many dishes right now we don't have food in the house and it's like you know what i have too much to do it's going to take too much time to go grocery shopping and cook and do the dishes before we can do that let's just literally go out to eat we got a coupon for our favorite restaurant in the mail that was the sign. And the guy, we get there, the guy is like, hey, do you, do you mind sitting at the bar? I cannot sit at the bar. I'm way too short to sit at the bar. And I was like, can we not, please? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no problem. Can you just wait a couple minutes for us to clean off the table? And I was like, absolutely. And As opposed like, to the whole thing your brain was doing of like, if I deny the bar, he'll kick us out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right, we go like, crazy. Exactly. Am I going to wait? <laughs> like, this guy is here to serve me. It's his job to make me comfortable. What am I going to do by saying I don't want to sit at the bar? Yeah. I, I'm going to be the nicest guy to refuse him all night. Yeah. So we didn't sit at the bar and we sat down in two minutes, you know, just because I think it, I think it was more of a, he didn't want to give an extra table to another server because that server had more tables than the other servers. Yeah. So not my problem. Yeah. Yeah. I just want little fishies. Give me the fishies. <laughs> Wrapped in rice. Oh yeah, no, God. I feel like my one little word found is kind of doing the same thing with as your one little word project. Like, I feel like when the word, because what is this, my seventh or eighth year doing this, right? I feel like when the word is 100% completely and totally the word, which I think you were in my, you're in mind this year has been, we get to the intentions very quickly. Like I was almost surprised at how much the intentions I set out for found manifested mad quick. Like, because I, it was so clear what I wanted found to do that it was almost like the universe was like, I'm on board. I hear you loud and clear. Like this is, so now that I'm mid year, it's, I'm just kind of like, all right, let's ride out this year with the word found and really like let it take you. Like it already took you where you wanted it to. Now let it dictate like the rest kind of. And I feel like in the same way, like I've been finding, like because we, when we did that values exercise, communicate, yours was problem solving was number one. And I feel like project is helping you problem solve a lot better, right? Like by projecting. And choosing kind of what not to problem solve. Ooh, interesting. Like, that's one of the. Th- so finding out that my biggest value is problem solving. Yeah. The biggest thing that I learned is, oh, I'm trying to problem solve. I need to stop doing that. 
That is so interesting because I'm communication was my biggest value and I'm finding when is the right time to communicate and when is not. Because I would always want to over communicate everything. But then, then some, and and some and realize that you're not actually communicating. Yes. And then I would just spin myself into a compulsion of communication because I needed someone to understand something. Blah, blah, blah. But then in other aspects, I wasn't communicating my needs because I was too accommodated. So I've been learning when is the right time and when mm-hmm. is the not time, the yep. wrong time. So that's been interesting too. And it, it plays into the crafting because I'm like, when do I need to communicate the story? When do I not? Like I'm finding out when is the best. Yeah. It's I've- interesting. The, the thing that I found out most is I'll literally I'll stop in the middle of something and be like, oh, this is me trying to solve someone else's problem. Mm. I need to stop doing that. So good. Yes, I agree. It's like I feel like all the intentions I had for found have been met. And now I'm finding it's taking me in like its own direction, which is good. It's so interesting. So interesting. <laughs> It's like super, 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 super interesting. So one of the things we've been doing, I guess like one of the big things we've been doing at the Awesome Ladies Project over the summer is Summer of Selfies. And it's been awesome. We've had, I've taught like four webinars. We've had uh, the Summer of Selfies mini album weekend where I taught everybody how to make a selfie mini album. And the gist tagline of it is just, again, telling your story through photos of yourself and being okay with that. Yeah, and... I wanted to spend the whole summer working on the importance of selfies. Like, why are selfies important? What can you do with selfies? How can you take better selfies? You know, I have this webinar that I've been teaching and honing and working on, and it's my favorite webinar, I think of all of the ones that I've been doing, it's called Selfies and Self-Worth. And it talks about how you can take a photograph of yourself. And with that photograph, you have so much power. Behind the camera, you know, as a photographer, you can take pictures of literally anything. And, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words and you can tell so many stories with all these pictures you take. And then once you are the photographer and you are the subject of the photo, you can tell so many stories about yourself. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a selfie is not just the front-facing camera, hold your arm out at, you know, full length and make a duck face photo. It can be literally any photo where you are in it. It can be a shoe selfie. It can be a hold your book out selfie. This is what I'm reading. A photo of you and your, you know, whatever your device is, listening to the Crafty Ass Female podcast selfie. It can be a mirror selfie. There are so many versions of selfies that you can take so you can tell your story that whatever type of person you are, you can take selfies that make you feel amazing. And selfies are not about how you look. And just because we found selfies through social media and we generally use them to judge the way that women look doesn't mean that everyone is judging the way you look in selfies. And if people are judging the way you look in selfies, then they're shitty people. And, like, fuck them. They don't matter. Like, really. They don't. Yeah. And, like, if random people are judging the way you look on the internet, don't post your selfies on the internet. You don't need to take selfies and post them on the internet. Take selfies to put in your scrapbooks. It 
you know, you don't need to post every picture you take on the internet. And along the same vein of what you were talking about, about the Amazon Prime and like what you bought, like even a picture of what you bought is considered a selfie almost because it's telling. Yeah, put your, like put your feet in the put your feet in the photo, put yeah. your take, you know, get the books. I'm getting the two books, the, the Lisa book and the Gia book is coming on the same day. Hold them up, put your hand in the photo, put, you know, put them right behind your face. You know, the important thing is that you are in the photo. My grandmother took tens of thousands of photos in her life. She's still alive. But, you know, I have a dozen of her cameras on my, one of my bookshelves. I don't have that many pictures of her because she was the one behind the camera. We now have cameras that make it so easy to take pictures of mm -hmm. ourselves. And yeah. we are awesome photographers. You can become an awesome photographer of pictures of yourself. And then you don't have to worry about other people taking pictures of you because other people are not usually as good at taking pictures as you are. Yeah. And like, that's the, that's the thing that I want to emphasize this summer is, you know, get out and take your summer selfies because summer is the best time to take selfies. You get an incredible amount of the, you know, daylight. You get an incredible amount of the, what is the word that I'm looking for? The magic hour. Yeah. You're always on adventures. There's, you know, you don't have to wear 50 layers of clothes. It's so easy to get started and tell all of your fun little quirky stories with photos. And then you don't have to, if, like you're like me, and you don't have to write paragraphs of journaling. Yeah. You just be like, look, you know, thing. We were at mm -hmm. thing. I was at place. I yeah. feel this way. Yeah. And... It's a really, 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 really easy way to get more of you into your scrapbooks. And what's been interesting in my world, too, along those lines, is that the people that I include in my memory keeping, like, that's never happened before. And, like, my mother's been like, oh, I'm up. When I type my name in in Google, I see all this, these photos of me from your blog. Like, delete them. And I'm like, how do I delete, like, posts on blogs that I don't even get to the back end of anymore. Like, do I have to delete the blog? Like, like I'm becoming acutely aware. My sister's the same way. She's like, don't post that to me. I don't want myself anymore. Like, the more that social media, like you're saying about Facebook, like is intrusive, the less people want to be involved in it. So that it used to be this fun memory keeping way, a way to document your life and like memory keeping even and putting other people in your life's faces there to like remember them and the stories. People are getting, a lot of people in my life are being very sensitive about that. I ask my boyfriend now all the time if I could post this or put, like, I make sure to check with him. For, like, I've been very, and I think it's because my feelings have changed about it. Like, I don't want everyone knowing my business. Or, like, I've been shifting. Like, when I think about my blog, I go, wow, I can't tell the story of this event because it involves so many other people. Like, the only photos I would be comfortable using now are the ones with me in it. Or, like, the selfies are, like, my take so like I've been thinking a lot about that that like things on the blog have to be what's on my mind and what I experienced I can't expect to tell the story of how everyone else was involved because maybe they don't want that toll so I've just been that's been interesting so the kind of angle to solve that is to focus on myself and focus on like what you were kind of saying like summer selfies even goes beyond just like telling your story it's like the only story we're really allowed to tell almost. Does that make sense? I love everything that you just said because <laughs> honestly, 
So we've been talking a lot on this show over the past 85 episodes about how I grew up on the internet. I'm an internet kid. And you're... Not an internet kid, but like, yes. Like, your internet experience is blogs and social media. Yeah. So everything you just said is exactly the things that I learned when I was 14, 16, 18. And it's one of the main big reasons why I'm really, really, really passionate about women telling their own story. It's about agency. It's about the right to your story. It's about seeing things through your lens. It's about privacy. And I've told parts of my story online for as long as there's been an online. And there's parts of my story that I've kept offline. And there's people in my scrapbooks and there's photos in my scrapbooks that I've never shared online because of the other people who are in them. And there's some scrapping that we do because we want those pictures in our books on our shelves. There's some scrapping that we do because we love playing with pretty paper. There's some scrapping that we do because we need to project our stories. And the stories that we project have to be our own because we don't have the right to tell anyone else's stories. And this is a lot, goes back a lot to what Megan Anderson was saying about the stories that she tells about her children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what right do you have to tell your children's stories? Some right, you know, you have the right to say, I birthed this child. You know, it came out of my vagina. But, you know, when they're 13, 14, 15, 16, that changes a bit, you know? And so where does that change? Was it change when they're two or three or four or five? Like, and so you have to ask those same questions of what about those stories for my partners and my friends and the people who are at my house parties and the people who I go to sporting events with or go camping with. And so that's why taking pictures of yourself, taking pictures of your gear, taking pictures of things that have to do with you and your story and the way you're experiencing it are incredibly important because you have the right to tell your story. And yes, there may be other characters in it which is a word that Ali uses all the time and I love. But those people have just as much a right for you not to tell their story or for their story not to be shared with the world as you have the right to tell your own story. Yeah, like I've been thinking that, like, I don't know, like in the past I would want to remember like a family member's birthday party or their wedding, like most recently since it's wedding season or whatever. But who am I to feature their wedding photos on a a place that I am? Like, I could tell the story of, like, what I wore and who I was with. But but that has to be, like, I attended this party. Not, like, here, what the hell they were? Like, it's, I don't know. I've just been struggling it with a lot lately. And the conclusion I'm coming to is exactly what you're saying. Like, I actually only have the right to share 
how I feel about things without involving anyone else, really. I, that's how I feel. Otherwise, you're a little bit more of a newspaper than you are a... But I've always it's still wanted a scr- to be... Like, it's still a scrapbook. Like, you, like I have amazing scrapbooks of the Olympics. Like, we talked to Heidi yeah. the other week about scrapbooking. Like, you can scrapbook other people's stories. And that's cool, but you don't have the right to share that. And, like, also, it's kind of creepy if you go around and scrapbook other people's stories and you don't let them know. Yeah, yeah. And I just feel like, in the past, the purpose of newspapering it, or, like, newscasting it was to preserve the super fun memory. So, like, it was very good intentioned. It was like, oh, I had such a great time at this thing. I want to remember this thing forever. And who was there? But maybe they don't want it shared, right? It's like the sharing aspect of it. Well, and, like, the thing is, if you go to a wedding and you want to scrapbook that wedding and you want to be like, this was so-and-so's wedding, you know? This was Kim and Jim's wedding. Get Get a picture with Kim and Jim. Yeah. And then, like, there are some times where you can get the vibe of whether or not you can share things. But also, you can just ask. Yeah. Like, you should have the kind of relationship with people where if you want to share things on the internet of them, you should be able to ask them. Yeah. That's good relationship skills, guys. Like, just text them and say, hey... Do you mind if I share this scrapbook page on Instagram? Yeah. And if it's a cute picture of them at their wedding and they've already shared 500 pictures of them at their wedding and they have a wedding hashtag, odds are they're not going to say no. Right. And it's like really nice and it's cute and you get to text them and say, look, I made a picture of you. You know, I made a scrapbook of us at your wedding. Right. And I think we kind of just forget about these things. It's definitely been interesting. And now we're, like, in the middle of summer 2019, and, like, crafting and memory keeping is evolving all the time. I feel like it's different and new every month. Like, just the new way I think about it or want to approach it, and, like, these people are doing something new and a new angle. And I just think all these, like, this is an interesting episode. Like, all these things are happening right now. We don't have any answers to any of them. Like, again, this podcast is not about expertise. It's about exploration. And I think this was just the right time to kind of open up a lot of this stuff. And then I'm excited for next week, because next week we're going to talk about... Just everything kinda, we learned. Yeah, everything we learned and how awesome ladies went, being that by this time we would have already lived it. I know. I'm nervous and excited. Yeah. It'll be awesome. This has been a really good episode, guys. We love you. If you want to listen to the After Chatter show, you can head to patreon.com slash craftyassfemale. Support the show. It is $5 a month, and you get access to everything in the archives. Our library of uh, 65, 67 After Chatter videos, book club episodes, extra bonus videos that Amanda and I have recorded, and all of the audio episodes for those as well. It is just an awesome insane amount of content you get episodes with ali edwards you get episodes with kathy z you get episodes uh with austin cleon so many great amazing creative artists and just episodes of us because we're awesome so if you want to do that head over to patreon.com slash crafty female and support the show we love you and we will be back next week with another me and a med episode 
lots and lots of love, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>